0: The All Prevailing Plea, Charles Spurgeon, O Lord God, the fountain of all fullness, we who are nothing but emptiness come unto Thee for all supplies, nor shall we come in vain since we bear with us a plea which is all prevalent, since we come commanded by Thy Word, encouraged by Your promise, and preceded by Christ Jesus our Great High Priest. We know that whatsoever we shall ask in prayer, believing, we shall receive. Only help us now to ask right things. And may the utterances of her mouth be acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our Redeemer, we would first adore your blessed and ever-to-be-beloved name. All the earth worships you, the Father everlasting. Heaven is full of your glory. Oh, that men's hearts were filled therewith, that the noblest creatures that you have made, whom you did set in the paradise of God, for whom the Savior shed his blood, loved you with all their hearts. The faithful, the chosen, called and separated, join in the everlasting song. All your redeemed praise you, O God. As a God of our election, we extol you for your everlasting and immutable love. As a God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we bless you for that unspeakable gift, the offering of your only begotten. Words are but air, tongues are but clay, and your compassion is divine. Therefore, it is not possible that any words of ours should reach the height of this great argument. Or sound forth your worthy praise for this superlative deed of grace. We bless you also, divine Son of God, co-equal and co-eternal with the Father, that you did not disdain to be born of the Virgin, and that being found in fashion like a man, you did not refuse to be obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Let your brows be girt with something better than thorns. Let the eternal diadem forever glitter there. You were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Unto thee be glory and honor and power and majesty and dominion and might forever and ever. And equally, you most blessed spirit, you who did brood over chaos and bring it into order, you who did beget the Son of God's body of flesh, you who quickened us to spiritual life, by whose divine energy we are sanctified and hope to be made meet, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, also be Alleluia's world without end. O Lord, our soul longs for words of fire, but we cannot reach them. O when shall we drop this clay which now is so uncongenial to our song? When shall we be able with wings to mount up towards thy throne? And having learned some flaming sonnets that have been once sung by cherubim above, we shall praise thee forever. Yet even these are not rich enough for your glory. We would sing unto you a new song. We will, when we reach the heavenly shore, become leaders of the eternal music. Day without night will we circle God's throne rejoicing and count at the fullness of our glory, our bliss, our heaven, to wave the palm and cast our crowns with our songs at your feet forever and ever. Our Father, which art in heaven, next to this we would offer prayer for those who never think of you, who though created by you, are strangers to you. Who are fed by your bounty and yet never lift their voices to you, but live for themselves, for the world, for Satan, for sin. Father, these cannot pray for themselves, for they are dead. Your quickened children pray for them. These will not come to you, for like sheep they are lost. But do thou seek them, Father, and bring them back. O our glorious Lord, you have taught us to pray for others, for the grace which could have met with such undeserving sinners as we are must be able to meet with a vilest of the vile. Oh we cannot boast of what we are. We cannot boast of what we have been by nature. Had we our doom we had now been in hell. Had we this day our proper, natural, and deserved position? We should still been in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Tis your rich, free, sovereign, distinguishing grace, which has brought us up out of the miry clay and set our feet upon a rock. And shall we even refuse to pray for others? Shall we leave a stone unturned for their conversion? Shall we not weep for those who have no tears and cry for those who have no prayers? There are those who are utterly careless about divine things. Wilt thou impress them? May some stray shot reach their conscience. Oh, that they may be led solemnly to consider their position and their latter end. May thoughts of death and of eternity dash like some mighty waves irresistibly against their souls. Oh, may heaven's light shine into their conscience. May they begin to ask themselves where they are, what they are, and may they be turned to the Lord with full purpose of heart. There are others who are concerned, but they are halting between two opinions. There are some that we love in the flesh who have not yet decided for God. Behold, it trembles in the balance. Cast in your cross, O Jesus, and turn the scale. O love, irresistible, come forth and carry by blessed storm the hearts which have not yielded to all the attacks of the law. O that some who never could be melted, even by the furnace of Sinai, may be dissolved by the beams of love from the tearful eyes of Jesus. Lord, Lord, if there be a heart that is saying, Now behold, I yield, low at your feet, rebellion's weapons I lay down, and cease to be your foe, you king of kings. If there be one who is saying, I'm willing to be espoused to Christ, to be washed in his blood, to be called in his righteousness, bring that willing sinner in now. May there be no longer delay, but may this be the time when once for all The great transaction shall be done, and they shall be their Lord's, and he shall be theirs. Oh, that we could pour out our soul in prayer for the unconverted. You know where they will all be in a few years. Oh, by your wrath we pray, let them not endure it. By the flames of hell be pleased to ransom them from going down into the pit. By everything that is dreadful in the wrath to come, we do argue with you to have mercy upon those sons of men, even upon those who have no mercy upon themselves. Father, have you not promised your son to see of his soul's travail? We point you to the ransom paid. We point you once again to the groans of your son, to his agony and bloody sweat turn. Turn your glorious eyes there, and look on sinners, and speak the word, and bid them live. Righteous Father, refresh every corner of the vineyard, and on every branch of the vine, let the dew of heaven rest. Oh, that you would bless your church throughout the world. Let visible union be established, or if not that. Yet let the invisible union which has always existed be better recognized by believers. Will you repair our schisms? Will you repair the breaches which have been made in the walls of Zion? Oh, that you would purge us of everything unscriptural, till all Christians shall come to the law and to the testimony, and still keep the ordinances and the doctrines as they were committed to the apostles by Christ. Remember our land in this time of need. Be pleased by some means to relieve the distress of Prevalent, Quicken the wills of commerce that the many who are out of employment in the city may no longer be crying for work and bread. Oh, that you would make wars to seize to the ends of the earth. Oh, when they break out, break thou the slave's fetters by it. And though desperate be the evil, yet grant that Satan may cast out Satan and may his kingdom be divided and so fall. The meditation of a sinner who was once thoughtless, but begins to be awakened. Awake. O my forgetful soul. Awake from these wandering dreams. Turn from this chase of vanity. And for a little while be persuaded by all these considerations to look forward. To look upward. At least for a few moments. Sufficient are the hours and days given to the labors and amusements of life. Don't grudge a short allotment of minutes to view yourself into your own immediate concerns, to reflect who and what you are, how it comes to pass that you are here, and what you must quickly be. It is indeed, as you have seen, it now represented. O oh, my soul, You are the creature of God, formed and furnished by him, and lodged in a body which he provided, in which he supports, a body in which he intends you only a transitory abode. Well, think how soon this tabernacle must be dissolved. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 1 And you must return to God, Ecclesiastes 12 verse 7 And shall he, the one, infinite, Eternal, Ever-blessed, Ever-glorious being, Shall he be least of all regarded by you? Will you live and die with his character, Saying, by every action of every day, To God? Depart from me, For I desire not the knowledge of your ways. The morning, The day, The evening, The night, Every period of time has its excuses for this neglect. But, O oh, my soul... What will these excuses appear when examined by his penetrating eye? They may delude me, but they cannot impose upon him. O thou injured, neglected, provoked benefactor! When I think but for a moment or two of all your greatness, and of all your goodness, I am astonished at this insensibility which has prevailed in my heart, and even still prevails. I blush, and am confounded to lift up my voice before you, on a most transient review, I see that I have played the fool, that I have erred exceedingly. And yet, a stupid heart of mine would make its habit neglect you so long, a reason for going on to neglect you. I own it might justly be expected that, with regard to you, every one of your rational creatures should be all duty and love that each heart should be full of a sense of your presence, and that a care to please you should swallow up every other care. Yet, have not been in all my thoughts and religion, the end and glory of my nature, has been so strangely overlooked that I have hardly ever seriously asked mine own heart what it is. I know if manners rest here, I perish. Yet I feel in my perverse nature a secret indisposition to pursue the thoughts, a proneness, if not entirely to dismiss them, yet to lay them aside for the present. My mind is perplexed and divided, but I am sure you who made me know what is best for me. I therefore beseech you that you will for your name's sake lead and guide me. Let me not delay till it is forever too late. Pluck me as a brand out of the burning, or break this fatal enchantment that holds down my affection to objects which my judgment comparatively despises. And let me at length come into so happy a state of mind that I may not be afraid to think of you and of myself, I may not be tempted to wish that you had not made me, or that you could forever forget me, that it may not be my best hope to perish like the brutes. If what I shall further read here be agreeable to truth and reason, if it be calculated to promote my happiness, and is to be regarded as an intimation of your will and pleasure to me, O God, let me hear and obey. Let the words of your servant, when pleading your cause, be like ghosts to pierce into my mind. And let me rather feel and smart than die. Let them be as nails fastened in a sure place, that whatever mysteries as yet unknown, or whatever difficulties there be in religion, if it be necessary, I may not finally neglect it and that, if it be expedient to attend immediately to it, I may no longer delay that attendance. And, oh, let your grace teach me the lesson I am so slow to learn, and conquer that strong opposition which I feel in my heart against the very thought of it, hear these broken cries for the sake of your Son, who has taught and saved many a creature as unattractable as I am, and can out of stones raise up children unto Abraham. Amen.